occupational therapy. I am a pediatric occupational therapist. Thank God. Also standing for overtime, doing it aside from the normal day job, working for the city. Also, hopefully on target, talking things, topics, ideas, suggestions, or tips, or the like, especially from my own life and what we're doing throughout the weeks, hopefully helps you or somebody know, especially kids or those in your life. Talking a little bit about services, kids going to services, not OTPT speech, but religious services. On Throughout the week, throughout the days, we're, as religious Jewish people, we're supposed to daven three times a day, pray three times a day to God, ideally with a quorum of ten people, for various reasons, for various functions, whatever. Some people have to do it alone, daven by themselves sometimes, but especially on the Sabbath, when the kids are home during the week, the kids are in school, and uh, nighttime, when the when the clocks have it that the prayer is very late and the kids are sleeping, little kids, and in the morning you can go before they're awake. But regardless, during the week and the the, uh, the prayers of the Sabbath are a high time, especially in the morning prayers, for when children can come with their parents. So different synagogues have different things, and they have different groups or different abilities for kids to be able to be involved. I personally like taking the kids with me to synagogue to shul, and I've been dominating or praying in an outdoor tent as attached to one of the shul synagogues in my neighborhood. It takes about a 12 to 15-minute walk. To go there, if I walk really fast, it could take 11, 12 minutes. I like to take them with me. What's awesome about the tent shul, we call it, what's awesome about the tent synagogue is that there's a little, little playground right next to it. So when different people bring their kids, they could sit and they can daven and they could pray and, and the kids can sit with them a little bit. And then when they're ready, as long as they're not making too much noise or disturbing the prayers or disturbing the people leading the cantors or whatever, leading the prayers, they can play on the playground, which is basically almost as if it's attached as part of the minion, part of the quorum of ten people. In the older days, pre-corona, they, I used to bring some of the kids I would bring, and I still bring them with snacks. I try to bring them with a couple of snacks and a bottle of water and a bag and make sure they have their glove and hat in these cold days. But some people bring them inside with them, and they sit nicely. I know when I was a kid, I used to bring one car and sit for the whole time. Services could be anywhere from an hour and a half if you have a fast quorum of ten people, a fast mini and a fast synagogue. It could be two, two and a half hours on a regular Sabbath. And then if you throw other things in, like the beginning of the month or when it was Hanukkah, Hanukkah or when it's different things, it could be longer. But we like to bring them. I like to bring them for sure. And and then previously, I used to bring either a car or a toy or something to use. Of course, they would be the loudest in shul. Some people let them go to groups, and some people have them play outdoors. I know the, the synagogue around the corner, they have groups led by my brother-in-law, actually, in Sisalom. And they have where they play inside, and they play in the playground, and different synagogues have it where the kids are actually shipped off to, to groups, and they come back an hour and a half later. I actually like when the kids are with me. I think it teaches them that it's important to go out to synagogues, it's important to go out to shul and services, and it's important to go to Abba, Dad, in Hebrew. And it's good to go with me. And if they need the ability, they could play as long as they don't make noise and, and they can get snacks. And it's a nice experience. And sometimes they bring a toy. And afterwards, you can play on the playground also. So it's an enjoyable experience. And then hopefully also as they get older, they'll actually dive in and pray and talk to God also throughout the week. So if you go to your religious services, do you bring your kids with you? And if so, do they have built-in programming for kids? Do they make it entertaining for kids? Do they make it enjoying joyful for kids. I know when I bring the kids to shul, to synagogue with me, a lot of times there will be a guy, you know, there's always a lollipop guy, a candy a candy man, and he gives them the lollipop and they enjoy it. They like it a lot of times that people like when they come, provided they don't make a lot of noise because they find it useful and, and, and exuberant, and it lowers the average age by a lot, a lot of years. There are people who come to the tent minion, the tent synagogue is 
usually much people much older than me, but there are one or two people sometimes who are around my age and bring their kids also. But I like to bring the kids to the services. I like them to come with me to the synagogue. I like them to be involved. It's important to see more what we do than what we say. You know, you could talk to a kid till they're blue in the face, but or you're blue in the face, but sometimes it goes in one ear, out the other ear. It doesn't really last. It doesn't really stay with them. It doesn't lodge in their brain always. And sometimes it goes in and comes right out. But when they see what you do, what you act, how you go about your days, what's important to you and to your wife and to your family, that's what really stays. So when they see it's important to go to something, to go to show, they're going to want to also. When they see it's important that I cook for people and we give clothing and toys and books and utensils and this and that to people, that's what they see is important. That's what they see is necessary. That's what they learn up to, to grow up to see doing. You grow up to be involved with doing. They learn a lot more from what you do than what you save. They see you taking care of yourself, taking care of the kids, taking care of things around the house, taking care of things in life, ordering things and cooking things and doing this and that, which are all things I try to do and taking care of those outside the house, especially in the neighborhood and the town and the community. Then they grow up to do that, and it starts with the services too. So if you go to services, if you're not Jewish and you go on Sundays to church or whatnot, and even if you're not believing, if you go out to something spiritual, and if you are Jewish like myself and religious and you go to the synagogue, go to the shul, do you bring your kids with you or do you ship them off to the youth programming? Do you ship them off to the groups and see them an hour and a half later? Or do they stay with you and play a little bit and eat a little bit and sing a little bit and be involved? And a lot of times when I adopt in and I pray and leave the quorum for the, for the actual minion for the quorum of ten, I, let, uh, I usually a lot of times do the Muslim prayers. I lead them after we read from the Torah scroll, the last prayer of the morning. Sometimes I'll do the early morning prayer. And read it. And sometimes, like this week, God willing, I will actually lead the reading from the Torah school. And when I when I pray and I lead the quorum, I actually have the kids stand with me. And sometimes when they're, they're in the playground right opposite me, and I see them, and I have to do those crazy hand gestures to make sure they're quiet. Hopefully, nobody notices. And and this week. When I read, God willing, God willing, when I read from the Torah scroll, the Bible scroll, maybe they'll come with me, maybe not, because I really want to do a good job and focus. But in general, we bring the kids with us, kids at synagogue, kids at services. Let the kids be involved. Let them see what's important to you, what you do, how you act. And they'll be all the more better for it, because they learn better from what we what we do than what we say. If you act as a charitable person, a generous person, a giving person, then we can see that. Hopefully they will act as that as well. If you just talk about being generous and charitable and giving, but you don't actually do anything about it, they're not going to learn from it. They have to learn from what they see you do. And it all starts with you at services around the house, in the community, in the town, helping out the world around us. And hopefully they will also become much better giving kids and giving people in our lives throughout our days. Join us next time as we talk the thought of the day, the T-O-T-D here on Season 5 of the T-T-O-T. And I'm your host, Tani.